All right, we're back, Team TNA, with a segment of I Want to Be A. Today we have I Want to Be A server. We have a very special guest with us, uh, Mr. Keaton. How are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. great, Thank man. you for being here. We're great. Hey, thanks this, for having me. This, this is a big deal. Um, we haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're still getting the hang of these things, even though we've done, you know, 50 plus episodes of, of our regular podcast. And we said we're going to try to do one of these every Friday. So, of course, in the 50 episodes we've done, we've done, this is, I believe, the sixth one of these. So we're one for 10. That's not bad, right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, not bad. I, I still don't <laughs> think we'll ever get the hang of this. I, I don't even think we'll get the hang of the regular podcast either. Uh, the important thing is that we try. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... You know, we, we've been dying to do this, and, and there's nothing more more interesting than getting a server. I mean, you guys have done it all. You've been in the trenches, even through the coronavirus, and I want to ask you how you've been impacted by that. But first things first. Um, you've seen society's best and worst. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so first things first, dude, how long have you been a server or waiter or, or um, uh, food runner? I mean, uh, however you want to say it. How long have you been doing in the industry? So... Let's see. I have been actually in the industry for, uh, what is it? Uh, five years now. It's been a total of five years. I started the day I turned 16. I went and got a job as a host first at uh, one of my local restaurants. Um, cause it was, it was kind of like a, uh, my mom was like, Hey, you want a car? You need to have a job. I was like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Right. So I, I went on down to my local restaurant, got a job immediately. And um, since then, I've been through a couple places and a couple different jobs. But um, yeah, total probably about since 2015, 2016-ish. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Did you did you go into hospitality knowing that you were trying to get into hospitality? Or was it just, you know, by circumstance that your mom said, hey, go get a job. And that was the first place available instead of having like a blockbuster or something? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much just like the first thing that was available. It was the easiest <laughs> thing for me to get, um, because food companies are constantly looking to hire new employees and get a new staff rolling and, um, stuff like that. Um, so I was just, that was the very first thing that came around. It was very close. And, um, my older brothers were actually working at the same restaurant. So it was actually very easy for me to get into the job and get hired on. Nice, nice. Did, now, what shenanigans did you pull with them? Um, if any. Surprisingly, it wasn't... We actually really didn't mess around a whole lot. We actually all took the job pretty seriously. Um, we actually had a lot of arguments while we were there because we all were working the same job at some point, and they would get on my case about the job and um, start giving me shit just because they had been there so much longer than me. And I was like, well whatever so but yeah no we didn't really mess around too long because we were all there just you know to make money get a paycheck and go home right i like that, that. that it's, it's professionalism yeah absolutely yeah. that that definitely is an industry where you have to work the totem pole right i mean obviously you start on the very bottom um not saying a, a host is is the very bottom but you really do have to earn your stripes in the hospitality industry in the service industry as well right oh yeah for sure i mean a lot of places you know even just starting off as like a host, you know, um, you got to work your way up and you got to gain that uh, respect of your fellow co-workers, your managers, stuff like that. And as the longer time goes there and as you get better at your job, you do get that mutual respect through people and they start looking at you as a leader than more of a employee. Right. Do you, does everyone typically start as a host? And that, is that is that the 
uh, like the base position? Pretty much that or um, being like a busboy or just working in the dish room if uh, people aren't so much of a uh, a people person and they don't mm. want to deal with the general public, they will typically go to the back. But if you want to be up front and you want to become a server kind of thing, you typically start out as a host uh, just because you don't have any restaurant experience, um, especially like for me when I just turned 16, never had a job in my life. They were like, mm. yeah, well. We can't just throw you on as a server because you also have to be 18 to be a server um, pretty much everywhere you go. Oh, really? Um, okay. So, yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. Wow. I've already learned <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're four, four minutes in. You're very insightful. I, I have so many questions for you. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've gotten these questions uh, 101 times. Um, in your opinion, as, as a server, I mean, what is, what's the worst type of customer? What's the worst type? Like, if you get this table, you're like, oh, fuck, man. Why this person? Why this guy? So, I mean, there could be a lot of variables that play into that type of person. Um, but the worst, honestly, is probably... And, you know, I don't try to throw any shade at people. You know, if the, if you're this type of person, okay. It's not that I hate you for it. It's just it makes my job that much more difficult because now I have to cater to that. And it's more so um, people who are constantly downing drinks just very, very fast. If I'm bringing you seven refills throughout your dinner, it's a lot. It might not seem like a lot to you as a person, but for us running four, five, six tables at a time and we're handling 30 guests at a time, that one drink can really set us back. Um, you hear that yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've yeah we've we've had people bring a carafe to our table before um uh, people that don't know (laughs) what that is that's that's i think that's the back term for for pitcher right yeah yeah we've had people bring us a pitcher of of drink before and they just you know they got tired of my shit so i'm very sorry on behalf of of me and people who do that to you (laughs) well you know that's that's not a problem because a lot of restaurants you are able to get a picture at um but you know one of the places i do work at now because of covid we're not allowed to hand out pictures we don't even have them in the restaurant anymore but my second job does allow me to take pictures so it really just kind of depends where you are and um how they're being affected by covid and what their roles are um but yeah i would say drinks are probably one of people who just uh, get a lot to drink and stuff like that's probably one of the worst but it's also just people who are genuinely just needy just just very very needy people and they don't feel like they're needy to them they're just a normal customer in a restaurant getting served but to us it's like we're going through the worst parts of hell yeah (laughs) i want to ask you i'm very sorry keaton again man like i i i want to i'm i'm telling you you've opened my eyes i was just telling tyler (laughs) about this before we started this episode and i said you know what i i i am that guy and i'm very sorry (laughs) i will change i will pace myself better from today and on even even if you just tell your server beforehand just bring me two right off the bat that helps because then now you got two drinks right then and there at the beginning so we don't have to worry about getting you a refill within the first five minutes so that's not a weird request though right that would actually be that would actually be helpful you would appreciate if someone said that to you yeah that i actually enjoy when people do because that's less work for me to do later down the line there you go that's fair um without getting too political please 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 let's not get too political I just want to know what kind of, because you've been in it for five years, so you saw it before, during, and hopefully we're leaning towards after. Um, how, how did COVID affect your day-to-day? 
Um, you know, I will be honest, it, it did, it took a toll on, um, just everything, whether it was school, work, um, just my daily life. It, it had a lot to do, you know, with the job, um, before I had two jobs, you know, we had completely shut down as a restaurant. I mean, there was only to go being served out of these restaurants. And that's how, you know, the whole nation was and no right. restaurants were allowed to have anybody in there. But, you know, that really took a toll on um, a lot of people because while you could, you know, bank out with the unemployment that was being sent out, I didn't really want to do that because after that first three month quarantine, I was so tired of being stuck in my house. I wanted to get out. I wanted right. to be working and making my money, um, paying my bills, you know, kind of thing. So it ended up being where I was, you know, going to work five days a week as a as a to go specialist and it would just it would be so weird because it would just be the 10 or 15 of us employees in the restaurant making the food, bagging it up, taking it out to the cars in the parking lot. And it was it was just us. I mean, there was no one else in there and it just felt lonely in a way because the whole point of that job is, you know, you go out and you socialize with people and you take care of them as your guests. And, you know, I mean, it's like if you're hosting people at your house in a way and it was just very strange not to have anybody else to talk to except your coworkers. Um, but it did, it was pretty fun in an aspect too, because it would just be us and it wasn't nearly as stressful as whenever we were at full capacity serving 1300 guests a day and all this other stuff. Um, Is that a real number? Yeah. Uh, typically, especially on the weekends, um, like Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, we will typically do business of at least a thousand people, if not over. That's insane. I don't want to say the name, but you do work at a, at a large chain for one of your from one for one of your jobs, right? Correct. Yeah. So I, I always wondered. So so in a in a shift, and your shift is is sixty eight hours, or is it more? Um. So it really depends. Like Saturdays, um, typically what I was working there is I would show up at ten or eleven a.m. And I usually wouldn't leave until about 9 p.m. So it could wow. be 13 hour days. Oh, um, is that, is that a standard? Yeah, that is very much a standard. And especially before COVID had hit, I mean, it was it, it was worse. I mean, we were going out there and I would check, you know, my health app on my phone. I'd be walking almost <laughs> 10 miles a day just wow, from wow you know, that job. I mean, 13 hours running back and forth through a restaurant is a lot of time on your feet. And it's very physically demanding as a job. Um, so yeah, I would say that's typically around weekend times and the weekdays is a little less. Those are typically about four or five hour shifts. Um, so it's not nearly as bad, but so, so yeah. on, has on people's, but has people's uh, demeanor changed since COVID? Like, are, are people worse or, or are they just the same in your opinion? So it's kind of hard to judge with that because it's kind of both in a way. Um, you know, you got some people who are coming out now because COVID, you know, it's, it's very, it's, um, less restrictive now, you know, kind of thing. A lot of people don't require masks anymore. Um, kind of stuff like that. 
but now it seems like a lot of people are more entitled than they used to be. Mm. Um, and it might just be because, you know, for the last year and a half, they weren't going out to restaurants. You know, they were getting what they wanted when they wanted at home 24-7. And now they're coming out to a restaurant where it's not the case. And so now they think, oh, well, you know, I should be getting whatever I want when I want kind Jesus. of thing. But then there are a lot of people to um, it kind of evens out who are genuinely understanding about the situation and know that it's been a tough time. So they are very understanding and don't really give any issues. Okay. All right. So I, I want to ask, because I, I know this is maybe a thing. Um, the, the thing is, you know, we're, we're, we're three guys in this room talking. Um, the misconception that a lot of people have is that the waiter or waitress is flirting with you. Um, uh, we're, we're, in, we're in California, so I think it may be more so even here, but maybe it's just, you know, across the board, I'm assuming. Um, how often do you find, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing maybe pre-COVID was was more, or or just forget COVID altogether. But do you, do you find that people are are flirty with you? Are they trying to get something from you? Are they assuming that you're flirting because you keep coming back and checking on them? Is that a thing also for you? That's yeah, that's all the time. It, it happens constantly. Um, you know, I mean, it was just the other night I had, you know, and it's it more happens with the. Uh, the younger generation of kids to the kids that are still teenagers and under 20 years old, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, I just had a couple the other night, they were out at my table and they were on like a date and the guy was just kind of like being very cold towards me. Um, kind of thing. And I was talking more to his girlfriend than him, but that was mainly because he wasn't answering any of my questions. So I had to talk to her. Um, and it happens sometimes with, you know, the more middle-aged guys too, uh, where they just think that it's like, I'm trying to flirt with their wife or something. And I'm like, I, that's, you know, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to do my job and make my money and pay my bills and go home. That's all I care about. Um, and then the opposite way of them flirting with me, um, that does happen actually a lot more than I think people realize. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just me overanalyzing it, but, you know, there's been more times than I can count of girls who have tried flirting with me or have tried getting my phone number, um, you know, just kind of stuff like that, you know, not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but like it just, it happens. And, you know, it's, it's honestly... I understand the concept of it, but it's also like a little uh, it's kind of like a little embarrassing in a way because um, it's like a very awkward time to be doing that, you know, trying to flirt with someone, trying to get their <laughs> number like, you know, I'm here to do my job. My focus right now is my job. It's not to get your phone number or to go on a date with you like, you know, kind of thing. So but yeah, I would say it definitely happens a lot more than people actually think it does. Yeah, that's the nature that's of that business. I, it's it's always like yeah. that, though. It's always like anytime there's a group of guys, and and especially when there's a waitress, you'll you'll feel like she's flirting with you. And I always, I'm sorry if I'm being a dick right now. I always assume it's it's they're trying to you know pull a little bit of tip out of you. Um, would you say that is a thing, or is that all in my head? Oh no, that's 100 percent a thing. Yeah, it it it's more so the women that do it than the guys. Um, I don't really do that because in my eyes, if I'm just good at my job, you'll tip me appropriately on how I performed on my job. But yeah, I definitely have seen it a lot of times. I've seen it happen with guys, but I've seen it more so, at least in the places that I've worked, that girls will flirt 
um, to get a bigger tip. And I mean, it does work. I can't lie. You know, um, I've seen my girlfriend do it and I've seen her get $20 tips out of guys before. Um, so, I mean, it, it happens, it works. So she's a server as well. Yeah, that's uh, actually how we met. We uh, were working at the same place. Oh, no kidding. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually we both still work there, actually. Um, I mean, she's graduated from college now and she's in a big corporate job kind of thing. But yeah, I see. I see. That's one of those professions that people get in and just stay in, uh, even if the hours are become reduced. But is it just is there just a pull to that career? Is there just a pull to that profession? So many people are professional servers. I mean, is is the I, I'm sorry to ask a, a very personal question. Is it the money that's that good or is it just it's just a very attractive career or what is it? So, yeah, um, I'll actually be very open and honest about my salary and what I make and stuff like that, because I don't care. You know, I'm proud of it and stuff like that. So good, um, good man. You know, with the field, you know, I've known people who have been in the industry for 30 plus years. Um, you know, I work with a lady who is um, she's almost 65 years old now, and she's still walking around that place being a server and stuff like wow. that. Mm-hmm. Um I think what keeps the attraction to it the most is the fact that it's a lot of fast cash, you know, you're and a lot of people don't want to give that up and go to a biweekly pay because then they have to really budget themselves out and yeah. wait two weeks until they can go buy so and so or buy this and that. Um, but, you know, with serving, you go in, you get paid every night you walk out the door. So yeah. you just walk out with all of your money and. You know, in in all honesty, you know, it really does depend where you work, but it also hugely depends on your performance of your job. Um, Like me personally, um, I typically average between 20 to 30 dollars an hour while I'm working. And um, I would say uh, that's nothing to shy (laughs) away from. No, no, no. And I would say yearly right now I make about thirty thousand dollars a year. Um, But yeah and that that's like mainly all cash tips um you know so it's very nice and um i i've seen servers you know make 50 to sixty thousand dollars a year just off of serving now that's also working you know six seven days a week full time you know keeping literally treating it as a full-time job but you know i only work about three four days a week at most but i still clear around thirty thousand a year because I do my job well. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's perfect. That's not bad at all. I mean, so can you put in a good word for me and Tyler with your manager? Because- <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure we got a good bit of restaurants out there where you guys are. So. <laughs> um, I want to ask if, if you don't mind, since we're on the topic, since, you know, you let your hair down a little bit, I want, I've been, I've always wanted to ask this. What's the biggest and what's the smallest tip you've ever been left? I mean, smallest is I'm sure you've been stiffed more than once, right? But what's the you know biggest and smallest, if you don't mind? Oh, um, okay. So excluding being stiffed, I would say the smallest tip I've ever received one time was uh, 17 cents. And did oh, you fuckers. deserve 17 cents or were they motherfuckers? Like, honestly. Or they, they were assholes to and i mean they were they were very big assholes and it, it actually came to the point where um i just stopped serving them and my manager completely took care of the table and finished them out and cashed them out because they i don't know 
what happens, but from the first five minutes of the time of them sitting down to the last 10 minutes, they completely flipped a switch and just hated me. And they absolutely despised everything about me and tried to complain to my manager. Um, thankfully, my manager had my back. He was like, you know, I know that's not true. You know, he's a very good worker. I'll stand up for him and I'll vouch for him every um, every which way. Um, and what he actually ended up doing at the end was he actually comped a couple items off the check because they paid with cash. So he comped a couple items off so that I could actually get a tip off of that check. That's awesome. Um, but originally they were going to leave me uh, 17 cents. And then I would say the, I think the biggest tip off of one table, I'm, I'm going to include my big, big tables that I've gotten here as well. Um, that, that's like when a family comes in or you're doing like a, like a wedding size table, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, kind of stuff like that. I would, okay. uh, from the, I would say, I want to say it's, a hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, Ooh. there it is. Jeez. Man. Now I have to. I have to ask this: the seventeen cents was that like actually in change, or did they write that on the receipt? Um. So they had paid with cash, and the cash that they had left ended up being seventeen cents over what the cost of the bill was. So, because uh. um, whenever you cash out a check with cash. Um, and you go in the computer to type it in, you don't type in, you know, the exact amount that they give you, like, say, someone gives you cash, and they're like, just keep the rest of it, you go in and you hit the button that says exact, or you just type in the exact amount of the bill. Because then what happens is that remaining amount of money isn't documented into the computer so that it can't go against your taxes. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. That, that's a that's okay. a good little loophole right there. Oh no, since you since you brought this up, um is it the what is the computer system called? Is it the P the POS? POS system? So yeah. Eric and I love uh Kitchen Nightmares. And this yes. it always comes up is the POS system. Now when this thing goes down, uh how much of a headache is it for for everyone involved? Like, is this, is this like the heart of the restaurant, basically? <laughs> when you lose that computer system, you are royally fucked uh -huh. in every which way possible. I have been there a handful of times where we have lost power, our Wi-Fi has gone out, and all of those computer systems are connected to the Wi-Fi because that's how they connect to the printers and the screens in the kitchen to print out your ticket so that the cooks know what to make. And... When that goes down, you're basically at a standstill um, hmm. because, you know, you can't ring orders. You can't cash out any checks. Um, you can't do anything until the system connects back up and it's back online for you to use. Um, it's gotten to the point where it was taking so long to come back on. We actually had to start handwriting our orders like it was, you know, the 90s again and start <laughs> handing them to the cooks directly so that they could cook the food and we could get it out to our tables. Um, but what happens with that is after all the food is out and all the systems are back up, now we have to go ring in all of that food that we all just got made and all took to our tables. So oh, now wow. we're spending 45 minutes just trying to get all the food rang in, cash out any checks that needed to be. And that's whenever people kind of start getting pissed off because 
they want to pay and leave. And not a lot of people carry cash with them anymore. It's just not a huge thing. Everyone uses their debit or credit cards. It's just easier that way. But whenever our computers go down, we don't have a credit card system anymore. So it's either you pay with cash or you wait for the machine to come back up and people kind of start to get mad about it because they're like, we've been here half an hour. We want to go. Yeah. Fucking technology. Seriously. On that same note, though, and this is the nightmare scenario that that I think every guy, their heart races. I mean, even if you know you have a million dollars in the bank, your nightmare is handing your credit card to the to the server and them coming back and saying, dude, put a hairnet on. We're going to the back. Um, how, how often does it really happen? And what is your approach when someone's card gets declined? I mean, is there a protocol for that or what, what really happens? So um, over my years, I've learned to approach that in a lot more gentle way um, because I know it can be embarrassing because um, you're not expecting it. Um, at first, it would just happen and I would be like, hey, you know, it's not accepting the card. Like it's it's saying it's declining it. I've tried it three times. You know, do you have another form payment? And over the years, I was like, you know, this probably isn't the best way to approach these people <laughs> in front of a restaurant full of other people. Yeah. Um, so what I've what I've started doing and it really hasn't happened. I don't even think it's happened a dozen times to me. Um, it it happens, but, you know, it doesn't happen often. Um, and most of the time it ends up being too just you know, it's someone's bank just being wonky or it's just their credit card for some reason just genuinely won't swipe, um, just something wrong. But, you know, in some cases, yeah, like the just something. And some cases it is just that that card is frozen, maxed out, or there just genuinely isn't any money. But, you know, it's it's a thing that happens. Um, So what I've learned over the years is if it does decline and something happens, I just kind of go back over to him. I'm like, hey, you know, the car just isn't working. I'm not sure what's going on. Do you have another form of payment? And so like I try to approach it in a lot more gentler way because I know it's embarrassing. I get it. So like I try not to embarrass those people in front of a whole restaurant of other guests. Of course. Of course. That's such a delicate thing, man. And um and, and well, that's if you the need a giant pair of scissors, Eric and I will ship you. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut it up right in front of them. Um uh, have have you been dine and dashed? Has that happened to you under your watch? I believe one time ever in my, you know, five years. And did you feel um, it coming or was it a total shock? No, it was definitely a shock. Um, just because I've had it in a couple situations where we could tell that they were planning on doing it. Um, just the way they were acting, the way they were doing stuff and kind of avoiding paying the check. So we were able to stop it and kind of watch them and make sure they didn't leave without paying. Um, but I, that one time it did happen. I mean, it was never expected it, you know, super nice people just, and, you know, I handed them their check. I turned, came back five minutes later, not even, and they were just gone and the check was not paid for. And, at that point, what happens is I just have to tell a manager and they basically just void the entire check off. It's not like they make us pay out of pocket for anything because it's not our fault. It's not. Of course. We couldn't physically do anything to stop it. So, And that um, was going to yeah, be but, a follow up question is if you yeah. guys are stuck for it. OK. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, I don't even think they're legally allowed to do that um, because they're taking money out of your pocket then. Um 
plus if we don't um average tip wise at least the minimum wage of 725 an hour here they have to give us that 725 for that hour that we didn't average it okay okay um so so you take you know tons of orders you get tons of guests things like that you work in a huge chain place what what are what are some of the weirdest requests that you've heard <laughs> oh wow um <laughs> should we settle so, in for this <laughs> yeah right let's see um i've so you know my places we serve a ton of pasta i mean an insane amount of pasta a day um and I think some of the weirdest things that have happened is I'll have someone get a meal, but they request it without the pasta. What? Just bring me some sauce and a spoon or what? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll take yeah, a side of like, cheese, please. <laughs> like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's weird because like I'll have someone get it and whatever the sauce is on it, they'll like add a side of broccoli or a side of chicken to it or something. And they'll be like, I don't want the pasta. So now they literally just have like this giant bowl of sauce and a side of whatever they added <laughs> on, but they are paying for the full cost of the meal. Oh my God. Because they ordered that meal. They just chose to get it without the pasta. So it's like, we can't really accommodate you there because you chose to order that big of a meal. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's very weird things. Um, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd say that's probably the weirdest. I'm sure there's something buried back there way deep, but, you know, you kind of lose track of it all over the years. Just sauce, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I want to ask then, too, because, because you know, speaking of weird orders, weird orders and kids go hand in hand. Are kids just a nightmare to, to work for? Is Or does that just depend on how oh. the parents are when they're with them? That is 100% absolutely the parents. Um, it, it is, right? Because I have had my fair share of kids who were just an absolute pain in the ass. That it, it's just impossible to work with them. Um, but I've also had my fair share of kids who are the most well-behaved kids. They order themselves. They are super polite. Say please and thank you. Never give me any issues. And, you know, they're just the most amazing little things in the world. So it, it it's definitely depends on how the parents are treating them and teaching them to come into a restaurant. Um, you know, whenever I was young and if any of us started acting out in the restaurant, my ass got beat and we left that minute right there. Um, mm -hmm. We wouldn't stay because it was embarrassing to my mom and that's not how she was raising us to be. So we yeah. would just get up and leave. Yeah. But, but I'm sure, you know, often you're standing there, I'm sorry to say you're standing there like a, like a moron, you know, and, and the kid is like, and the mom is like, Hey, Billy, tell him what you want. Tell me, you know, and it's like, don't you just want to be like, okay, you're getting pizza now. Who's next? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of the times that happens with like the kids who are, you know, maybe four years old and I'm standing here. I'm like, your kid is so young. Like he's just getting in the kindergarten, like just learning, you know, how to speak properly and all these other things. And you're telling this kid to order. I'm like, it's not, you know, that easy. And, you know, I get, you know, some kids, they just happen to throw a temper tantrum, you know, they could be the most well-behaved kid and they just happen to melt down in the middle of a restaurant. It happens. Yeah. That's not really anything you can control. Um, but 
you know, it's, yeah, it's very frustrating whenever they're trying to tell this little kid the order and this kid's staring at me like I'm some kind of monster, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's, a, <laughs> it's especially as bad now with the whole masks and everything like that, because, you know, I, I'm in there wearing a mask and this kid's staring at me like I'm mutated or something. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I just have a piece <laughs> of fabric on my face. Sorry. Yeah. Buddy, you got to state your order. Otherwise you're getting a cup of sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a round of sauce for the table, please. Um, I, I want to ask about like nightmare stories that you've had. I'm sure like as a waiter, you have the unique perspective where, where either you see people, you know, maybe cheating on their wife, like a customer that you have a, as a regular, and I'm sure you get a ton of first dates. So it's the awkwardness. Um, what, what does that look like from the other side? Because we're only all, ever on the table side from your perspective. How do you see all that, that shy first date, the, the shy encounters and couples, what, what does that look like to you? So, you know, whenever it comes to that and me doing my job, there's really no problem with it. I mean, they, you know, I'll get these young kids, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um, and they're coming in, you know, and very first date out and they're being all awkward and, you know, cute together. But, Whenever it comes to the ordering the food and the talking to me and stuff like that, no problem at all. Now, it's whenever I leave them alone, that's whenever it starts getting very awkward. You know, I'll walk by just to check on their drinks, see if they need refills, any stuff like that. And a lot of the time, they're just sitting there very quietly. Just and just silence? kind of Yeah, like just silence, eating their food. And it, <laughs> it honestly kind of makes me chuckle to myself because I'm like, you know, that was me. That, that was me five, six years ago. You know, the yeah. same kind of thing, you know, because you just run out of things to say and you're trying to come up with topics to talk to them about. But, you know, so it's it's more of, you know, it's not even like I'm making fun of them. It's just comical to watch because it <laughs> reminds me of myself from years ago. So but yeah, it's it's really not that much different um, whenever it comes to getting my job done and stuff like that. It's just them. Okay. Okay. And, and this is something that I, I have to ask just because of, you know, a lot of people already know how, how Tyler and I, uh, act and, and people know that I'm the guy that will laugh in someone's face. Um, I can never do your job because I'm clumsy and I would drop something on a person or I would start laughing in someone's face. Uh, have you dropped things on people and have you laughed in people's faces? Um, yeah, hundred percent. Um, in, <laughs> oh my thank God. God, thank God, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, so I think within my first couple months of being hired, um, I was still getting used to the trays and I, I typically have very good balance with the trays and I didn't really have an issue, but this one day I just stacked the dishes really bad on the tray and very uneven. And I'm walking by this table and I dropped the entire tray of dishes on the table right in front of these people and <laughs> what made it worse is it was a it was a husband and wife and the wife was like um she was like seven months pregnant at the time oh, shit. oh no um and oh so God. what it and so i dropped it she screamed and immediately started bawling and i just i i i left i walked away and because my my busser came up right behind me, he was like, go. He's like, I'll take care of it. I was like, 
thank you. And so I left and I, you know, they got all their stuff cleaned up. She wasn't hurt. No one got hit with the dishes or injured in any way, but it was just the concept of <laughs> the first few months. Hit her. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, you know, just the first three months in there on a drop a tray on a pregnant lady. I'm like, this couldn't be <laughs> any worse of a situation. And so they were, what ended up happening is they moved tables um, so that we could clean up the glass and they ended up sitting in a table in my section. Now oh, no. I was not, now I was not their server, thankfully, but it was so awkward because now I got these guys, you know, in my section, I'm practically bawling in front of them because I feel so bad about dropping this tray on this lady and, you know, my managers are like trying to like comfort me and be like, it's okay. Like it happens. Like everyone does it at some point, like blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, do you not realize what I just did to this lady? Like that, that's a lot worse than just dropping a tray on the floor. And, um, what ended up happening is they were very, very nice people, very understanding. Um, they actually oh, both great. came up to me and they were like, Hey, you know, you're perfectly Okay. Neither of us are hurt. She was like, I just got scared. My hormones are all over the place right now. And it just scared me. That's why I cried. And they actually ended up giving me 10 bucks as a tip. Um, even though I for, wasn't for keeping her warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were, they were very understanding people, but you know, That's I've awesome. dropped a handful of trays throughout my years and, it just it just happens. I mean, it's nothing you can really control. But even if I drop it out in the dining room, I don't really get embarrassed anymore. Um, I just kind of start laughing at myself because I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, now I gotta go fix this and get a whole new tray of dishes and you know soups and salads and all this other stuff. So it's more just a joke to me now. Um, so yeah, it's really not that bad. You get annoyed if something drops and breaks and people go opa. Does that get on your nerves? Or start clapping. Um, <laughs> actually a little bit yeah um yeah. it's not so it's not that it irritates me to no end but i'm just like i've heard this a million times like i'm tired of hearing it um you know it's just one of those things it's like you know i never say it i don't think i've ever said it in my life but i probably hear it like three times a week mm. yeah mm. yeah so people think they're being clever and it's already beaten to death on your end. You've heard it all before yeah. already. Um, where was I looking? There was something I wanted to ask you about specifically. Oh, 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 okay. So question for you, sir. I, I recently went on a date and it was a kind of a slower place and um, we were getting really good service at first. And then a table came, uh, sat relatively close to us. And first thing they do is order a bottle. They, you know, they got a bottle of wine. Immediately, mm. what I noticed is they started getting much better service than us. I wanted to ask: is that is that a thing? Like, just just oh. is there a bias? Like, oh, these people are spending yep. money, so we're gonna be their VIPs now. Is is that a real thing, or was that in my head? No, that is um, that's definitely one hundred percent a thing. Um, mm. and you know, I can't lie; I've been guilty of it a couple times. Um, but. Most probably about 98% of the time, I do treat all of my tables as fairly as possible. But I have seen a lot of servers in my years where, you know, say you come in and your check is 40 bucks, right? right. So 
a server, you know, if that is the server's only table, they're going to give you all their undivided attention because they want that 20% tip. And but say they get a second table and this table is at a $90 check. Yeah. Now we're talking about almost a we're talking about a potential $20 tip over a potential, you know, eight to ten dollar tip. And that's where a lot of servers will start flipping it and they'll start paying a lot more attention to that table because they're like, I want that bigger tip. That makes I sense. want that more money. That makes sense. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time it's never really against the tables. Um, you know, it's nothing against anyone. And like we still give you, you know, the service that you need, to, you know, um, to have a good service and to have a good night and not feel like you, you know, were completely screwed out of a good time out. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of those servers look at it from a perspective of, you know, this is what's going to pay my bills. I need this tip. I need this higher cash because that's what's going to pay my rent this month. Um, do I think that's fair? No, um, it's definitely not fair. You should treat all of your tables the same way. And I think that's why, you know, me personally, I do so much better than a lot of my coworkers. And it, it's not that they're bad at their jobs. It's just they don't have their priorities straight and they look at it in a selfish way. Um, you know, if you're getting a 20% off of every one of your tables, you're going to make a lot more money than those people who focused on those two out of the 10 tables throughout the night. That's true. That's true. It's just math. It's just basic math. Right. And that's just the way it is. And that's, that's why I treat all of my tables the same, no matter how it is, because whether it's a two top with a $30 check or it's a six top with a $150 check they're all going to get the same service because that's my job. That's what I was hired to do. I'm hired to ha give you a good night out and to have some fun with you so that you don't, you know, come into a restaurant and you're just sitting there for an hour and you leave feeling empty. Neglected. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say that you are an amazing human being? You are, man. <laughs> like, you. just truly. Like, thank you so fucking much. Oh you're, my you're God. that guy that we look for, man. Like when we go out, Tyler and I used to go out, you know, way, way often. Like we used to always go out and we had our servers that we would look for. And, and, and let me ask you about that too. So, so we had our, our regulars, just like I'm sure you have your regulars, but is it weird when, you know, when, when you're working a Thursday and me and Tyler know that you're going to be sitting over there and we ask to be seated in your section, is that a compliment to you? Or are you like, oh shit, these guys again? No, that, um, you know, if we'll you order are, whatever wine you want, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> if if you are a genuinely nice and fun person to serve at my table, I look forward to those visits because if I'm having a very bad day and <laughs> it always it always happens, I'm having a like one of the worst days of my life at my job. But then I get that one table that is just the nicest, most understanding people that I've ever had, and they completely turn it around. That's so awesome. whenever you have those regulars that come in and they ask for you, it, it genuinely makes a difference in our nights. Um, but see, I'll be honest, I don't have any regulars. Really? Um, I just don't. I, you know, I joke around with my tables. I talk to them a lot if they talk to me. I have no problem doing that, but I genuinely don't do not have a singular set of regular couples that come in and see me. Um, and it doesn't affect my money in any way, but that's because I, again, like I said, I treat all of my tables the same as if it was 
their first time being here or their 50th time being here. It doesn't matter to me. It's still what I get paid to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, it genuinely makes a difference in a lot of people's nights. Um, As long as you're not one of those like weird regulars that come in. (laughs) like, (laughs) Yeah. And what I mean by that is it's always the older generation. Um, It's those older men that come in and they find a young girl that they like Uh, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But as long as you're not like weird about it and you're just genuinely a cool and fun person to serve, we love that. It it honestly makes the night so much more fun. That's wonderful to know. Eric, we're doing a good job. We did it yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, we are doing it right. We're fair. And Tyler fucking tips 50%. Like, we argue every time we're at the table. I'm like, Tyler, dude, don't fucking tip 50%. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it happens. I mean, I always tell people that, you know, the minimum you should always tip is, you know, 20%. Even if your 20% on your check is, say, $3 for whatever it is, you should at least be giving a $5 bill. Um because bottom line is that two extra dollars isn't going to make or break you, but yeah. it makes or breaks us. Big difference, um, yeah. Now, I mean, if you have the worst service of your life and it is just a terrible server, you know, even even then, I have had those situations as a server and I go out to eat and it's been some of the worst service of my life. I tend to most of the time still give an 18 to 20 percent tip just because I know what it's like. And I know it, it. it's disheartening to get stiffed or to get $2 on a $50 check, you know, kind of thing. It really bums you out as a server because you're just standing there. You're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. So you guys do take and, it personally then, huh? Yeah, um, I, I definitely. We all take it very personally. And that, it's not even. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's not even just that, too. It's not even that you just feel bummed about it. You know, that that's what's paying your bills. Right. And if you get three of those in a row, it's basically a waste of time being there that night. Because, you know, if I'm not making at least $50 in a night, it's not even worth it for me to be there. Because that's not what's paying my bills. That's that's just is what's covering part of a bill that I now have to scrounge up the money for from another night. Yeah. Yeah. If someone um, is like such an awful server, if, if that happens, like, do you does like the rest of the team kind of get together to try and compensate for that or something like how, or do you, no. do you just kind of leave no. them be and just, you know, let them flounder wherever, you know, Pretty much. That's that's pretty much what happens because bottom line is if a server does give terrible service and they don't get tipped or they get tipped a very low amount, that's their fault. That's not any of our problems. We had nothing to do with that. That was completely their decision to serve like that and have a situation like that. So but at the same time, you know, it's not like I'm going to throw them, you know, five dollars because that's still that's coming out of my money now that I made for the night. And I got to worry about myself before I worry about other people. And I know in a way that can kind of sound selfish, but you know, if it's just a coworker that I've worked with for a little bit, it's not like I'm super close with them. It's not like their family, um, you know, kind of thing. It just, I have to look out for myself and my family before I look out for somebody else. That's fair. What's the worst thing you've seen from, from a, a co-worker 
worst like worst thing they've ever done on a job? Well, like um, I guess uh, you know, patron wise, you know, have, have like have they ignored people? Have they perhaps deliberately spilled something on someone and said it was an accident? <laughs> stuff like that. Um. I've never seen someone purposely spill a drink on someone. Um, I'm sure it happens. It's just never happened in my restaurants. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if a guest is genuinely being like a dick or just something like that, uh, we will tend to actually ignore them because then we're going to focus on the tables that aren't being assholes and are actually going to, you know, appreciate our service and tip us properly compared to this guy who's freaking out about, you know, the tiniest little thing. You know, I just had a coworker the other night get screamed at by a gentleman because his butter knife had some butter on it. And <laughs> oh, well, um, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And he free like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I can understand opening up a piece of silverware and seeing something that is just absolutely disgusting on your silverware. I get that can be a turnoff at first, but it's also not our fault. Like in right. any way, we're not right. the ones that wash the dishes. We don't roll the silverware. A lot of places we, I mean, my other job, I do roll the silverware for, but we make it a point to dip it all in hot water before we roll it. And we polish it all to hmm. make sure that it is the cleanest possible and most disinfected way before we even roll it. Um, but my original place, we don't even roll the silverware. Um, our hosts actually roll the silverware for us. Um, so if something gets in, you know, someone's silverware like that, we have no control over it, but people freak out about it. So I, I want to ask you people getting into the profession, what are some things that, that maybe at first they might not have anticipated that, that would shock them or what's some things that, that also, even for yourself, that things that people may overlook thinking that it's hey, quick cash grab. All I'm doing is running a plate from the back to the front, back to the back and just refilling drinks. I'm sure there's so much more to it. So what are, what are some things that people may overlook or not anticipate going into being a, a server? I would say the biggest thing is that people don't realize how genuinely difficult of a job it is. Um, you know, a lot of people will come in and say, you know, oh, you're just waiting tables. You're just serving food, you know, kind of thing. But there are so many things in the background that combine into that that people don't realize. You know, whenever I first started... Um, I was terrible at my job. It was my first serving job. And I just for some reason couldn't get the concept down of how to do it properly. And um, a, a lot of it comes down. It's, it's time management, um, which is very weird to hear when it comes to waiting because you're like, you know, well, what does time management have to do? Because isn't the whole goal to get people in and out as fast as possible. While yes, that is the goal, but you have to manage your tables and your tasks that you need to do with those tables in a very particular way. And every time I train a new server, I tell them, listen, this is the biggest part of the job. You have to get this down as soon as possible. You need to understand if you get sat with a table and you go and get their drinks and you're walking away to get their drinks, but you get sat with another table. What do you think the best option is there? And it's like, I, I try to explain it in the best way possible. It's you have to think about what you need to do 
in in which order to do it because you have to do it in a way not to piss off your guests because you do it in the wrong order but also do it in the right order so that everybody's happy and a lot of people overlook that they don't look at it the strategy yeah Yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's a yeah i mean it's literally like you're making a war plan and you're about to go out onto the battlefield i mean you have to you know if i got one table that you know needs three drink refills and this table needs bread refills but the other table needs soup refills you know i have to sit here i'm like okay so what's the quickest way to do this and then i have to decide in which order to do said tasks and that's probably the biggest thing that people overlook it's it's genuinely a difficult job and a lot of people will say oh you know you're just waiting tables it's not that hard the people that say those things are the ones that have never worked in the food business and they that's don't always know the case what it's like mm. That's mm-hmm. always the case. Everyone knows how to do your job better than you know how to do your job. That's always the case. I think that's true with every profession. Exactly. Um, I, I want to ask you on a personal level because we have we have a, a regular on our show. Uh, it's is he's he's a chef. Um, he he was a line chef. He was a sous chef. He's he's a he's a really cool guy. Um, I just want to ask you from your perspective: is there is there animosity between front and back of the house, or is it just you know, or or is it also a dance where it's you know them, they know you? Is, is it easy to work with or, or is it is there an animosity between the two of them? It really depends on who it is. Um, you know, my one place is we're a very small family owned um, restaurant, you know, kind of place. So we know everyone on a personal level and we're all very good friends with each other. So at that place, you know, it's very easy just to walk up to the line and say, hey, I need this or hey, this needs to be changed to this. Um, but at the other place, you know, there is a very big barrier between us servers in the alleyway and the cooks on the line. And I I am very good friends with a lot of them. I know a lot of them on a personal level, but there's a lot of them that I don't talk to ever because is that intentional or is it or is it just the nature of the beast it's just yeah it's just the nature of the place you know i will talk to anybody who talks to me i have no problem with that i'm a very sociable person but i'm also very introverted in the same way so i will not approach you but if you approach me i will talk to you all day long um but you know some of them just don't want to be bothered um Some of them are just looking forward to going home or they're just very stressed out at the time and they just don't want to talk. They don't want to deal with anything. So it really just kind of depends on the time and day. Um, But most of the time, I'm pretty good friends with all of them. And that's me personally. I do know some people who just, you know, they don't vibe with the cooks in any way and they just walk up, get what they need and they leave. Okay. Is, is that yeah. the right way or is it better to have have a little bit of a back and forth? Like, are you supposed to say, hey, man, how are you today? Or is, is, is there supposed to be a back and forth or is it very matter of fact? Like, hey, dude, table four, let's get it going. Um, you don't have to have a back and forth. I mean, it, if it happens, it happens. Um, but I would definitely say it's better to be on a good standing with your cooks for sure. Because um, while... I love a lot of our cooks and I'm very good friends with a lot of them. At the end of the day, they're making an hourly wage. So they don't give a shit that you need an extra side of tomato sauce for your table for. They don't care that 
you know, your table steak was overcooked and they need to remake one on the fly because at the end of the day, they're still getting a paycheck. Um, Yeah. And that's not all of them. A lot of them, a, a good chunk of them are very caring and they understand and they will do whatever they can to help you. But there's those few that just do not care and they will screw you over in every way possible. Oh, they sabotage? Not so much as sa- okay. If they genuinely hate you and <laughs> they do not like you, yeah, they'll do everything in their power to sabotage you. There's gonna um, be hair oh in the pasta. Yeah, it it definitely happens. I've seen it happen. At the very least, um, hair in the pasta. Yeah, yeah. It's more more than um, just angel hair. It's angels hair. Yeah, like they'll you know like they'll you'll say like hey I need a remake on this for table twenty seven and next thing you know it's a twenty minute remake. Oh and, shit. You know, now your guest is pissed off at you and now you got to get the manager involved in all this other stuff. But um, it, it's definitely not as, you know, that's a very rare case. I don't see that often, but it happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just, you know, it really depends on who they are, if you're vibing with them, um, you know, kind of thing. So it, you know, just depends. Okay. Um. I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're, 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 we're close to an hour. I appreciate all your time. Uh, there's a few questions that we ask everyone. So, so these may not directly apply, but if you don't mind, uh, before I do that, Tyler, was there anything, was there anything? I don't want to step on your toes, dude. Was there anything? No, this is, I, I'm, I, this might be the most informative episode yet. I have yeah. learned so much from this. This is an yeah, incredible you're... insight into, I, I, like uh, every uh, everyday situations i mean this yeah. is stuff like you that i think is beneficial yeah 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 absolutely anyway, dude and, I, and I appreciate and i appreciate you you coming on and, and putting your hair down and and letting us poke yeah. you with you know 300 questions yeah, dude, and, and you've just been so open and fair about everything so again these are questions that we ask everyone um again it may not pertain to you specific but you know we just like to ask these questions um, the first one, what is the best advice that you've given and that you've received in this industry? Ooh, well, I always, <clears throat> probably the first thing that I ever got told dealing with this industry and the thing that I tell everybody now is no matter what happens, it's always going to get better. Nice. You know, whether you're having the worst day of your life and you've gotten stiffed three times or, you know, you're just having a very bad day and you just don't want to do your job. You know, you just have to, you got to look at it from the most positive perspective possible and you just have to push through it and deal with it because at the end of the day, it's going to go away. Tomorrow is going to be there and it's gonna it's gonna overlap itself and it's oh you're always going to get through that situation nice yeah and what about advice that you hand out to to the new kids coming in i time definitely the new kids (laughs) well yeah and on top of that i always tell them do not be afraid to ask questions you know that's what Mm -hmm. us as veteran servers are here for we are here to help you and we don't care about helping you if you go into because i know getting a new job 
training in a new restaurant and stuff like that, it can be scary. It is because you don't, you're not in your natural habitat yet and you feel nervous and you don't feel placed right, but you can't be afraid to ask for help because the less you do that, the sooner you're going to sink. And we're just trying to help you swim and get through your day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's really good. Um, this next one, you could treat this question anyway. It could be, you know, you could do a, a prophetic answer or just however you want to approach this. If you were guaranteed the right answer to any question, what would you ask? Doesn't even have to be Ooh. about the industry, dude. You could ask like, you know, like what's Marilyn Monroe's bra size? Like it could be anything, anything, but you're guaranteed to get the right answer. Wow, that's um, that's a very deep question. <laughs> um, Wouldn't it be great if it was Marilyn Monroe's bra size? I could get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. If I was to ask one question. And you're going to get the right answer, like the fucking second that you're going to die. Like if you want to know the day, date, and time, like it could be anything. Actually, so... I think what I would ask, and this is going to sound very, very deep and dark, okay. but if I could get the one answer, I would ask, is all of the pain worth it? Nice. Wow. Nice. All right. That's fucking heavy, man. Yeah, that is heavy. <laughs> Holy shit. I like yeah. it, though. Oh, my God. You know, you know, everyone's got their demons. Everyone's got their shit that they deal with every day. And, you know, it's always just been something, you know, is all the pain and suffering that we go through as human beings, is it worth the trouble? Yeah. Good fuck. And when you find out the que- the answer I to that, am. come back to me and Tyler, dude. Come and let us know what, what yeah. you heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely will. We're eager sure. to hear that answer. Yeah. <laughs> the final question that we have, this is something we ask everyone. Um, this is how we get out of uh, potential dark uh, answers like we just got. Um, what is your song of the day? And we're gonna join on join in on you with this one. So you go first, and then Tyler. Then I'll you know I'll finish this off here. My song of the day. Song of the day. Like an actual song. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that makes okay. you happy, you heard today, or whatever. You probably have never heard this song. Um, I actually found it off of TikTok. Um, it's a song it. called on. "Gonna." Okay. I'm ready. It's a song called Gonna Be Okay by Brent Morgan. Gonna be okay. 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 Brent Morgan. Is he Sorry, is dude, he I, just, I just always write it down. Eric and I are very uh we're not fully up to speed on pop culture. Is Brent Morgan a big uh, artist? Um he's definitely becoming a big artist. Um okay. he got discovered off of TikTok. That's where he got his um popularity from and um you know, it, that's where I found the song. And the song is basically about the same kind of stuff, you know, dealing with those daily struggles and dealing with everything that you have to put up with. The song is basically telling you that no matter what is happening, everything's going to be OK. okay. And you just have nice. to trust that it's going to be OK. And that song, ever since I've heard it. You know, I, I've downloaded it and it's probably a daily thing that I listen to because it just helps me keep that positive mindset. It's a mantra. Nice. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? What do you have for us, man? Well, let's go full on cliche with this. Uh, how about the semisonic classic closing time? <laughs> That's a little on the nose, man, but all right. Yeah. Uh, my song of the day is by Radiohead. It's a song called Street Spirit. It's really, really cool. Um, that's going to do it for us. Oh, bonus question. Bonus question, if you don't mind. I know we're a little bit over an hour, dude, but bonus question. Because I have both of you on here. <clears throat> Keaton, how was Bot Sauce? Tell, tell the world, man. You're in the food industry, ah. sir. How was Bot Sauce? Give us, break ah. it down for us, man. Dude, you know, I got to be honest. I, I cracked open that seal and I took off the lid. And my first thing I always do with new hot sauces is I always sniff it. Because right. I always want to, because you can always tell whenever a hot sauce is going to be really spicy or not just by the smell of it. And I cracked it open. I looked at the ingredients on the back and I took a sniff and I was like, I smell jalapenos. I'm like, I definitely <laughs> smell jalapenos in there. And I was like, I love jalapenos. I was like, so this is going to be like perfect. And, you know, I remember. Um, I remember reading the back of the label and it was like, you know, there's not a ton of spice in here, but it's still got a ton of flavor. So, you know, I heated up some old pizza that I had in the fridge and I love hot sauce on pizza. And I just started dumping it on there because nice. I typically like every kind of hot sauce. And, you know, honestly, that's probably some of the best hot sauce I've ever had. I and mean, there it is. And I didn't pay you yeah. to say this, right? Tell everyone. I didn't pay you to no, say this. Right? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yeah, genuinely, that is seriously a very flavorful hot sauce. Um, that's definitely something I'm going to be using a lot of, I can tell you that much. Oh, I appreciate gosh. that. Thank you so much, Keaton, bro. We love you, man. Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for coming on. We're definitely going to have you back. I mean, we, we need to oh, have yes. you and our chef on at the same time uh, just to see what happens, man, because he... He tells a different story, you know. He tells a different story. He worked in Michelin restaurants, very fast paced, very crazy, and I don't know, man. He's he's just weathered already. He's okay. just a older yeah. dude, and he's just weathered. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very <laughs> yeah. It definitely ages you a little bit. I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's only fifteen, dude. <laughs> Would you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no no but uh yeah. yeah he's he's a great guy keaton we appreciate having you on we definitely want you back man thank There's so you much so more much we, we have yeah. to learn from you um thank you for your time dude we appreciate it brother yeah of course thanks for having me